Hello, everyone. I welcome you to The Butterfly Effect, a mental health podcast to help you navigate through adversity and begin your transformative journey to healing mentally, spiritually, and emotionally. From anxiety to domestic violence, this podcast will discuss a wide range of mental health topics, hearing real people discuss their raw experiences. Because this podcast touches on sensitive topics, listener discretion is advised, and the information that is provided is not meant to diagnose or treat any mental health condition or be a substitute for therapy. If you are experiencing any mental health symptoms while listening, I encourage you to contact somebody that you trust or a mental health provider in your community. So, without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everybody. My name is Queen Shmaniac, and I welcome you to the very first episode of the Butterfly Effect podcast. I am so excited to be here today and to finally start something I've been wanting to do for a while now, and that is to come out with a mental health podcast. Um, I feel that as much as we take care of our physical bodies and our physical selves, it's also very important and vital to take those necessary steps back and recognize what it means to understand that our mental and emotional spiritual selves also need cultivation. It needs growth and it needs the right resources to heal because the things that we experience in our life aren't always, you know, rainbows and butterflies. Some of our experiences can induce feelings of anxiety, of resentment, of anger, of sadness. And to look at those experiences in its raw state and understand it in depth is what truly leads to all of us growing in ways that we could have never imagined. So in this episode, we are really going to uncover trauma. We are going to understand and define trauma, identify types of trauma, and acknowledge how we can heal or start the healing process from our own traumatic experiences. So let's begin. Let's let's dive into this topic because it's something that, in my opinion, is shoved under the rug of society, meaning it's still considered a taboo topic. Not a lot of people want to really understand the different types of trauma and recognize that it's an actual issue. It's almost like a silent epidemic. You, We sometimes take our, our memories and our experiences for granted because as much as we would like to always acknowledge all of the experiences that we have that are beautiful and that induce emotions of, of happiness and joy and excitement, we tend to neglect and be in denial about our experiences that caused us to change the way that we see the world around us, change the way that we behave and act, how we show love to other people, or even how we connect with ourselves and how we even connect with other people. So what is trauma? Well, according to the dictionary, trauma is defined as a response to a deeply distressing or disturbing life event or experience. Now, that is a very profound and very concise way of discussing 
and defining what trauma is because trauma is not something that you can physically see for yourself. You can physically see a situation that could be traumatic, but you cannot physically see how somebody is processing what it means to see and experience a traumatic event itself. And for those of you that have gone through traumatic events, when you the situation happened, it's almost like there's this middle section between fight or flight where you recognize that what, uh, what you're viewing right now and what you are experiencing firsthand is something that you never want to experience ever again, but it's also something that you don't truly understand why it's happening in the first place. And uh, the, you know, the reason why I named my podcast The Butterfly Effect is because in, you know, it's a, it's a uh, concept in chaos theory and in psychology that a series of tiny changes can lead to a complex result. You know, this is um, usually attached to a metaphor of a butterfly in Brazil can flutter its wings and cause a hurricane or tornado in Texas. Now, these are two different situations, and it's almost like, how is it possible that out of all the 20,000 species of butterflies, that one butterfly is making decisions and it has that much control over something that causes a cataclysmic event? And, you know, if you were to take that away, you need to recognize that it's not just about the butterfly. It's about the tiny little incidences that happened that just so happened to spark another key huge issue. And that is how I personally view trauma because trauma is on a spectrum. Depending on your your experience, you know, where you grew up, your environment, who you were surrounded by, or what happened in that present moment, all the tiny incidences, all the little things came together and caused an issue that is not only unexplainable, but it's something that you really don't understand how to cope and understand in depth. Because going through the traumatic situation is one thing, but the adverse effects that happen afterwards can even be more confusing. So when we're viewing the butterfly effect in relation to trauma, understanding the small incidences and understanding how trauma can be built up and the emotions and feelings that you feel can build up over time and cause long-lasting adverse effects in the future that affect your whole persona, your actions and beliefs, morals and values. And it's kind of insane to think that something as almost imaginary you know we can't truly see our experiences you can't see our memories physically we can see it in our in our minds how something like that can have so much of an influence on the way we see the world around us and that is why it's important to recognize that as humans this is an ability that is so unique to us because we can look at these life lessons, we can see these experiences, and we can tap into the deepest chambers of our subconscious to understand the complexity of the actual situation. And throughout this podcast, trauma is not something that you can easily heal from. It's not something that you can snap your fingers and or press a delete button 
and pretend it never happened because that's like putting a Band-Aid over a wound that's too big. So we are going to take the steps to understand how can we break up trauma? How can we break up this complex issue that caused all of these different effects? And how do we recognize that? So let me explain this to you in a different way. Imagine you're in the kitchen, you're cooking, and you suddenly cut your hand on a sharp knife. The first thing you'll feel is pain. You'll say, ouch, you'll be in sudden shock. And as much as you feel that pain, you feel like you need to find something to make sure that you're not bleeding so much. You're wiping away the blood while also compressing your hand together. And you're just trying to not bleed out. Then when the blood is, you know, it's not oozing out anymore, you kind of clean it up and you put on a Band-Aid. And now the thing is, is that our hands are already a vulnerable part of our body because we touch everything. Everything that we experience and everything that we do involves our hands. So now your hand is even more vulnerable because it's injured. You put on this Band-Aid and you're going to walk around with caution. You're going to walk around making sure that you don't open up this wound. So at some point, you almost forget that you even got hurt in the first place. And time passes, and then you return to the kitchen again. You know, you're doing your own thing, and somehow you bump your hand, and it reopens that wound. And not only do you feel the, the same or more intensity of the pain, but you're bleeding again, and now you're going to have to try to put on a new Band-Aid. That's what it's like to go through trauma. Trauma victims, to all of you, you're trying to go about your life. You've been wounded because you experienced something so deeply distressing that you're trying to just go throughout life without this wound getting bigger. So you put a Band-Aid over it. You try to suppress the fact that you are in so much pain. And what's very interesting is that Band-Aid represents a variety of different adverse effects that do happen after the traumatic event. These can be um, sense of anger, sadness. That Band-Aid could represent denial, telling yourself toxic positive quotes or phrases. It could be you feel shameful. It could be the development of poor poor um, sleeping uh, poor sleeping mechanisms. It could be the the development of poor coping mechanisms. It could lead to gastrointestinal problems. The development of PTSD. All these band aids are trying to represent the fact that the wound underneath it is still oozing, it's still bleeding, and it's trying to heal. Now, when I was talking about coping, when I'm talking about these different um, band-aids, one of the biggest band-aids is denial. And because you feel that sense of anger, you because you feel that sense of anxiety and depression, and every time you go to sleep now, you're losing sleep because every time you close your eyes, you're being flashed back into the situation that you're trying to run away from. So in turn, you end up developing poor coping mechanisms. You see, we all go through stressful 
events. We all experience stress in our own way. But to recognize that something so severely distressing happened, coping mechanisms could be anything to suppress the pain. This could be in the form of substance abuse, you know, using drugs, alcohol, or even prescribed medication to help you escape the reality of the situation. Because all of those are temporary feelings of peace when, at the end of the day, when it wears off, you end up right back where you started. And because you have that, you know, that poor coping mechanism of using substance abuse, this could lead to addiction. This could lead to other problems. So that's one thing, you know, also another cope, another negative coping mechanism could be that you start blaming yourself. You start having self-depreciation. You isolate yourself from others. You build up strong boundaries and walls because you're trying to protect a part of yourself that felt so vulnerable. And the thing about vulnerability is that it's not a bad thing. We all have a vulnerable side. Being vulnerable just means that there's a part of you that needs that sense of security, the part of you that needs to be nurtured in your own way, in your own unique way. And when that's violated, by situations that cause so much stress, you're building up walls because you haven't yet been able to understand this fragile part of you that suddenly broke your spirit, your will to live, your courage, your confidence. So if we're walking around with this wound, this open wound, the thing is that these wounds can have triggers. So when you were dealing with trauma, what does it mean to even have a trigger? Triggers are anything that will remind you of the situation in the first place. This could be a smell, a touch, a taste. It could be a word. It could be the time of day. It could be the way the wind blows on a certain day. And it doesn't matter because the thing is that trauma has no discrimination. It can happen to anybody, regardless of their race, regardless of their age, regardless of how good of a person they are. The fact of the matter is that trauma can happen to anybody and at any time. And sometimes, you know, our brains are so complex that we will attach certain moments that can help us later in life distinguish what it means to be in a situation that's similar to another stressful situation that we've already been in. So an example of this could be if you were always bullied at school and people told you certain phrases, maybe later in life somebody said those phrases and instead of seeing the person that you're talking to, you're seeing your old bully that told you those things when you were in middle school. That's a trigger because not only does that trigger snap you back to that experience, but it makes you relive the same emotions and feelings that you were feeling at the time of the actual situation. So if we have these triggers, if we're feeling vulnerable and we have these wounds, how do we know how to identify every traumatic event? Well, 
let's get into that. I mean, there are three different types of trauma. You have acute, chronic, and complex trauma. Acute trauma is a traumatic situation that is the result of a single incident. So imagine, you know, going back to that hand analogy, you're walking around, you got cut that one time, you felt the pain, and now you, now and after that situation you never you never were put in that situation ever again. Now, for chronic trauma, this is a little different because this is repeated prolonged trauma such as domestic violence or any sort of abuse. Chronic trauma is like having that wound that you're trying to heal from. And every time that you wake up, every time you go to the kitchen, you're being cut with that knife in the same spot over and over and over and over again. That's what it means to have chronic trauma. When something is being repetitively almost present in your reality, not only do you end up becoming desensitized to the situation, but you become numb and you almost accept the fact that everything that you're going through is almost meant to happen. Like you deserve for these things to happen. And that is an adverse effect of being put in a traumatic situation, especially if it was prolonged trauma. Because you're sitting there and every time you get up, you're still being addressed with that same trauma and you can't run away from it. And when we were talking about triggers, anything now can trigger that wound because you're still in that situation. So not only is your not only are you going through the same thing over and over again, but now you're being triggered by the same thing that you're trying to get away from. And then, you know, the next example would be complex trauma. Complex trauma is the exposure to multiple types of traumatic events. These can be very invasive, and they can happen in interpersonal relationships. Remember how I said that trauma can happen to anybody at any time? Well, offenders or people that caused the trauma in the first place could be anybody. That could happen at any time in your life. And with complex trauma, what makes this very interesting is that it can happen, to, it, it happens on an interpersonal level. Interpersonal just means that people in your inner circle, people that you're supposed to have a certain level of trust to end up violating parts of you that you haven't been able to cultivate, you haven't been able to heal from. Because they are these dominating figures that you're supposed to look up to and you're supposed to use as guides. And now they're used as your enemies. So with complex trauma, it can be acute or it could be chronic. So you could have acute complex trauma, meaning you could deal with three different Let's, let's give an example. Let's say that you dealt with domestic violence, sexual abuse, and neglect all at once. You, that could all happen in one incident, meaning you deal with the situation and you experience all those three things. Or it could be, or it could be chronic complex trauma, which means you can deal with sexual abuse, you can deal with domestic violence and neglect but throughout a long period of time. 
And when, you know, articles talk about ACEs and they're talking about these adverse effects, what are those adverse effects? What does it even mean to go through a situation where everything is feeling, you know, this sense of confusion and anxiety and just sheer, you know, depression. And the issue is, is that it's been documented that over two-thirds of children have reported to experience at least one traumatic event by the age of 16. Now, take that concept and when people started to, when, you know, a lot of researchers started to understand childhood trauma in general, they evaluated the fact that there are certain amount of ACEs. The more ACEs you go through, the the more traumatic experience that you have, the more ACEs that you will experience. ACEs stand for Adverse Childhood Experiences. So the more experiences that you're exposed to, the more adverse effects you will have. And I mean, just the fact that over two-thirds of children are reported to experience at least one, imagine the statistics of someone experiencing three, four, or five different types of trauma by the time they're eight, by the time they're 16. That's how serious trauma really is. Trauma is not something that's make-believe. It's not something that just is so, that someone just made up. It's an actual issue. And like I said, I mean, you develop this when you go through so many different types of trauma in such either a long, whether it's a short amount of time or a long period of time, you're going to feel this sense of numbness. You're going to feel this sense of detachment from your own emotions, thoughts, and feelings because having that emotional regulation is being disrupted by the fact that you dealt with something that influenced how you even cope with the situation, how you even express your emotions in that situation. So... If we had these three different types of traumas, how do we further identify the type of trauma that we've been through? What constitutes as a traumatic event? Well, there's two little subsections of what it is to go through a traumatic event. So you have traumatic events and you have interpersonal trauma. Traumatic events include situations like natural disasters, family um, you know, deaths, you can have serious accidents, war or terrorism, any life-threatening illnesses, all of that jazz. That is what constitutes as a traumatic event. So a common so like a current example could be the coronavirus. You know, a lot of people are losing their jobs, are feeling the sense of panic and anxiety. A lot of people are dying left and right. And all that fear, all that emotion that's being built up is causing pain. It's caused this time could be very traumatic for a lot of people that, you know, are used to a certain way of life. And now this coronavirus stopped how they're able to live their daily life or how to sustain themselves. Another example could be when people experience things like hurricanes or tornadoes 
everything is stripped away from them and they are now reaping the consequences of a situation that they couldn't even control. They can't control the weather, but everything that they ever built, everything that they ever had, everything they ever had an attachment to was being taken away by something they couldn't control. And that can cause a lot of fear. That can cause a lot of emotional dysregulation. It can cause a sense of numbness. It can cause anger. So that's one type of trauma. Another type would be interpersonal trauma. This is a range of maltreatment from interpersonal violence, abuse, assault, neglectful experiences. It could be family, physical, sexual, emotional abuse, incest, community peer, social, school-based assault, molestation, severe bullying, severe physical, medical, and emotional neglect, witnessing domestic violence. All of these are examples of things that can happen from someone that is in your interpersonal circle. It could be your parents. It could be siblings. It could be your teachers, your mentors. It could be anybody that has access to you and that you have a certain level of attachment to. And that's why the trauma is even more great because you've put all of your trust into a person that's supposed to hold and take care of you but they end up being the one spark that leads to your emotional demise that leads to you not being able to be yourself that completely influences the way that you talk the way that you act and the type of walls that you build up and the thing is is that when we, when I talk about these different types of trauma and you know I mentioned that trauma is it doesn't it doesn't discriminate it also doesn't care whether or not you are a child you're a teenager or an adult so it has no timeline you know different types of trauma has its own severity and it is on a spectrum about the types of trauma or how long that the trauma happened but regardless is that it can happen at any major pinnacle of your life even in old age so with that being said, you also need to take, in, take into account that usually when, it, when you've gone through a traumatic experience, because you feel that sense of denial and that detachment from your own emotions, you also, like, you also might tend to want to figure out why the trauma happened to you in the first place. Why did you go through something that you didn't deserve, that you didn't ask for? Why did you, or why are you reaping the consequences of someone else's decisions or someone else's mental issues or someone else's anger? Why are you the target? And the, the simple way to put that is that you might never know. I mean, we could have a variety of different theories like your caregiver or the person that was in your life has mental illnesses. They um, did those things as a result of substance abuse or they were involved in criminal activity or there was like an abruption of separation or traumatic loss. There is, could be a variety of things that the, your offender could be dealing with, but that's not your job to heal that offender. 
your job is to take that step back and to acknowledge the fact that the situation even happened in the first place. Because denial is the very first situation that happens to make us believe that what happened was no big deal. And this is where another type of band-aid comes into play. Something that I previously mentioned, which is called toxic positivity. These are phrases like, oh, it will be okay. I just have to think positive. You know, everything happens for a reason. If I just put good stuff out there, good stuff will come back. It's going to be okay. It's not a big deal. These are phrases that we use to numb how we feel about something that we don't need to we don't need to pretend like it didn't happen but naturally that's how we feel because the the situation is so so traumatic so stressful that the only way to cope is to just not ever even imagine that something like that can happen to us and that we're not reaping the consequences of another individual. And we are not suffering from these long-lasting consequences and these adverse effects. That this isn't us. But I want to invite you to acknowledge your trauma. Let's take this moment to finally take off our mask and say that something, the thing that happened to us, our traumatic experience, regardless of what it was, it wasn't okay. Along with understanding that our experiences had these different adverse effects, identifying what these are, what do we do with all this information? How do we make the step to even heal from something that no one ever taught us or even told us that we were going to go through in the first place? So, I'm going to simply say that the very first step, which is honestly probably the hardest one to take, is acknowledgement. Acknowledgement entails not downplaying your emotions and your feelings, to stop pretending that the experience didn't happen in the first place, to stop feeding yourself with toxic positivity or allowing other people to feed toxic positivity, and to finally take those tiny series of events, pin them together, and recognize that, you know what? I'm not okay. Can we take this moment right now to finally utter the words, I'm not okay? Because that itself takes so much inner strength. That is like the green flag for us to finally uncover the veil, dig deep inside of our emotions, all of the things that we suppressed deep inside of our heart and our mind and our gut that has hardened over time to finally bring it to the forefront, face it wholeheartedly, and say, this wasn't right, and I'm not okay. Because denial is something that happens because the event was so strong, and it caused so much, so many issues. And on top of that, with 
um, downplaying your own emotions and feelings is because you've learned to detach from your emotions. You've learned to suppress your true thoughts about the situation. And because, remember how I said that muddled situation between fight and flight? That is where numbness lies. That is where you experience situations that you just, you really are confused. You don't know how to truly dissect a situation that you had no idea about. This is especially present if you had experienced any of these traumatic experiences as a child. Children are are the most raw parts of ourselves and as as old as we can get we always will have that inner child inside of us that inner child has seen things and experienced things that it almost went with the flow with it you know as children we put our our love and our trust in whomever is our caretaker because we're vulnerable truthfully we're vulnerable to their to their affection, we're vulnerable to who they are as people, we're vulnerable to whatever environment or situation that we're placed in. And because of that, that's why as an adult, you could probably recognize that you feel this sense of detachment with yourself and other people because you never got to understand what it really means to live a healthy life. You don't know, you can't really recognize what it means to have red flags in people or to have these quote-unquote trust issues or daddy-mommy issues. One thing's for sure is that you should never label your trauma as an issue. You're not broken. You're not wounded. You are scarred by something that you had no control over but that doesn't mean you're weak it means you're resilient but you're tired it means that you're strong but you need rest it means that you just want to let go and be you without feeling like it needs a pretense of who you are you don't want to you don't want to walk around thinking that what you went through is written on your forehead and every single person that you encounter and you see can read it and they can see that you are that you were hurt that you went through something. And you know, for those of you that are listening as well that truly don't understand trauma victims or don't understand why some trauma victims just won't heal and they just won't deal with it. It's because no one should ever have to deal with something that was so strongly affected into their own life and influenced their, their overall well-being. How can you say that being abused is something that is just a part of life? Can we also take this time to not normalize trauma? Can we take this time to not normalize how we how to all these distressing things that happened because in reality it wasn't fair it wasn't fun and it shouldn't have happened
you know, you can lead to these emotional outbursts and people call you sensitive. You can have um, a different love language. You might not like physical touch or you might feel like you constantly need affection because you've been neglected all your life and all you want is someone to just validate your existence because you lived so long without it. And you might come off as clingy or you might come off as someone that is too emotionally available. Can we take this time to recognize that our experiences really did cause some disruption in how we recognize what should be good, but we're not used to that? Can we also take notice to other types of physical adverse effects? Can we take into account that when we are in an environment, we're constantly looking for danger, we're making sure that we're in a safe place all the time? Can we take notice to the way that we fidget? the way that we have to to hold our own hands and squeeze them just to acknowledge our own existence? Can we take this time to recognize that even when we're in a place that may seem quiet or may seem too loud, we can still take ourselves back to the moment that just caused so much pain? Can we take account that PTSD is a real thing? That now when we are feeling all those different emotions that our stomach is churning and almost doing backflips. And now we have high blood pressure and cardiovascular disorders. And we're having insomnia and we have trouble breathing and we have anxiety attacks. Can we take account of what we're actually feeling because what happened to us wasn't okay? So as an assignment... I want you to get out a piece of paper. Write down your experiences. Identify the types of trauma you went through. Give it a name. If you're even comfortable, put who put your offender, put who 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 did these things to you or what situation caused these issues. And after you're done doing that, I want you to write anywhere on the page. I acknowledge that I'm not okay, but I'm making the necessary steps to learning how to be more than just okay. Just stating the word I acknowledge means that you're admitting all of the things that you've been suppressing, all the things you kind of had to keep a secret. And now we're here to finally say, I'm not okay. But the thing about, you know, the butterfly effect is that, yes, a series of events can lead to a cataclysmic event. But but those series of events, those tiny baby steps that you take right now, especially this one, the very first step, can lead to your healing can lead to you finally transforming into the person that you really truly want to be. You want to feel that sense of joy and peace and harmony. You don't want to be haunted by your trauma. You don't want to be defined by your trauma. You don't want to keep having a wound that continuously opens up and you're trying to heal and you keep running into triggers all over you. All you want to do is to look at that scar in your hand. 
and say, you know what? This was a part of me, but I'm not going to allow it to define me. It has influenced who I am today, but it's also going to be my stepping stone that's going to influence me to be better for the future. Because what's so interesting is that I could tell you cliche things like what you went through is going to be a story for somebody else in the future. But what happens if you're not even ready to approach that person in the future? What happens if you're not ready to understand your own trauma or even talk about it? And that is why this first episode is about acknowledgement. And if you need to watch this episode multiple times just to get it ingrained inside your head about what trauma is, do what you feel like you need to do intuitively to cultivate your inner child, to take care of that person inside that is wounded and it wants to be healed. So take this time to acknowledge. Take this time to look at what you wrote down because all these adverse effects won't ever truly go away. But I promise you that at some point, you are really going to blossom. And I truly applaud you for making it this far in your life because that's what makes you so strong to this day, so resilient. You know, it's maybe not everyone understands you. Maybe you feel like the little things you do is just for you to have some sort of control over a situation that you didn't have control over before. But I allow you to face your trauma. I allow you to acknowledge that everything will line up in a way that will help you because you're doing it for you. You're not doing it to forgive your offender. You're not doing it to make your offender feel good. You're not doing it just because the world keeps telling you you need to move on, you need to heal, and you need to forget about what you went through because apparently what happened in the past isn't what's happening in the present, which is sub kind of sort of true, but at the end of the day, sometimes you feel like you are still reliving in that past. So write this down. And if you want to share it with me, you can DM the Butterfly Effect Podcast or email at thebutterflypodcast at gmail.com. All right, everybody, that is the end of the first episode. I am so glad that you guys were able to listen in on a topic that I truly am passionate about and I love to discuss. I know that trauma is very complex and I know that even acknowledging trauma can be um, very difficult, but be patient with yourself and take this moment to really reflect on the assignment that I gave. If you want to share it with me or even share your experiences, have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can follow the Instagram, which is the Butterfly Effect Podcast underscore. Or if you want to email me and discuss your experiences in depth, you can email me at the Butterfly Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Before I leave, I want to 
end all of this with some positive affirmations. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are radiant. You are everything and more. You are stunning. You are healing. You are transforming. And not only am I proud of you, but you should be proud of you too. Thank you, everybody. And I am looking forward to going into next week's topic. We're going to talk about triggers and how that influences our overall behavior. So stay tuned for that. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye, everybody.